Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of uh, Movies for Guys Who Like Movies, a spinoff of the Eddie and Invading Friends HeroCast, joined, as always, by Josh Davis, Josh Who Knows Best on X, or myself, Eddie C 85 or EC underscore Hero, or EC HeroCast on Instagram. How are we doing on this lovely Saturday? Doing good, man. Doing good. Happy to wake up and see another day. It's a nice day outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, man. Today is, uh, a Bloodsport day. Hell yeah. Bloodsport from 1988. Mm. I can uh, tell you what I was doing. I was three, so I don't really have much memory of that. <laughs> I was probably crawling around somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not, my, uh, a living room floor on Elm Street Ooh. as a child. Yeah. It's funny because it's funny how things work out because our last movie, well, not our last one. Our last one we did was, uh, was Roadhouse, but I believe the one we did before that was Predator, correct? Mm-hmm. And Mr. Van Damme was the original Predator until he was recast. And lo and behold, he goes from that project to this project because of that. Yeah, the muscles from Brussels. He's, uh, I mean, before I, uh, you know, jump into the cast, I do have to mention this, because our last movie got a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, Golden Raspberry nominations. Um, I had something I I, I wanted to add about that, too, after you get done. (laughs) We totally forgot one thing I wanted to add. (laughs) Oh. What was that? Uh, when we went over our comment, our uh, our quotes at the end, like our top ten quotes, I don't know how we didn't uh, include. I thought I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, how the hell did we not include that? Because they say it several times in the movie as like a running gag. <laughs> I was like, man, we should have included that. That's definitely one of the ones. Anyway. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> well, yeah, so for this movie, um, I would say this was it's probably not a, uh, didn't age well. This was a golden raspberry for Jean-Claude Van Damme for award, nominated for Worst New Star, which uh, given his box office success, I would say did not age well. Um but he was only nominated. The winner was Ronald McDonald in Mac and Me. Poor Mac. Always sunny. They're always pecking on him. Yeah. Poor now, guy. Can't Mac, catch a break. Mac and Me is, is terrible, though. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. It's like a bad E.T. ripoff. It's like, imagine oh, wow. if E.T. were unlikable. Ugh. Yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah, and Ronald McDonald, of course. The McDonald's clown. So, uh, I don't know. Um... Let's see, uh, champions at the time, WWF <clears throat> was vacant. So what, what, what month did this drop? Um, like, uh, February or something like that? Yeah, this came was, out, uh, February 26, 1988. Yeah, so it was like, uh, right after the whole DBSity fiasco. Mm-hmm. Saturday Night's main event. Okay. Yep. DiBiase bought it from Andre, but that was not allowed. <clears throat> yep. Should have been. But it so Andre was never 
officially recognized as champion, or or he is in their books. He I, was for a he was for a day. He is he is for a day, and the Deviosity is never recognized. That's that's where the lineage stopped. When Andre gave it away, the reign was over and is vacated. Correct. Yeah, they had those those twin referees, <coughs> Hebner twins. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, NWA champion, of course, Ric Flair. Yep. AWA Kurt Henning. And then IWGP still Antonio Inoki. Uh, number one song, Seasons Change by Expose. Never heard it until I looked it up, and I don't recognize it. Um, my history with the movie, I don't know. I i don't know. I've seen it a dozen times <clears throat> as a kid, so it's hard to even remember when the first time I saw it was. This is uh, <clears throat> so definitely one of those movies I saw at an early age also. I think I was probably like five when I saw it. And uh, me and my, uh, I'm going to meet my biological father for the first time uh, next weekend. By this time next Saturday, I will be on the highway to meet my father for the first time. My father that I grew up with my whole life, uh, me and him are pretty estranged, basically. Um have a complicated relationship with him and wasn't always good. But um, looking back on like my childhood and stuff, like some movies and things are what I think of, like some of the good times. And this is definitely one of the first movies I think of from my childhood. Um, so I always kind of, I don't know, it's kind of nostalgic. just makes me think about some of the good times. But I, I definitely saw this probably around five, I want to say. Hmm. Is in my brain is how I remember it. I about five, and I always loved it. Uh, I grew up loving like martial arts, and Jean Claude Van Damme was like the guy. Like he was the guy I wanted to be like. Uh, there was two main movies that I liked uh, a lot as a kid um, that I watched over and over again. For martial arts, this was one of them. And the other, I don't know if we'll ever do this one. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but The Last Dragon was another one. I loved that one as a kid. Uh, so those, those are probably my two favorites growing up. And the ones I wanted, I wanted to be like them. And I always would do the moves and, you know, whatever, watching the movie. Yeah, and no, that's why I had, uh, that's why I had recommended, uh, The Warrior a few weeks ago, which I've already gotten through season one. So, it's a lot of excitement. It was, um, there is a bit of a kumite at the end of season one, so that was cool. Um, and then, of course, you have to mention Bloodsport, kind of an inspiration from the Mortal Kombat game, and Johnny Cage, based off of Jean-Claude Van Damme, a little bit. Yep. So, I always thought it was Street Fighter, but apparently it's not. I think Enter the Dragon was more Street Fighter, uh... Yeah, that makes sense. Street Fighter inspired, but there you go. It's another cool movie, Under the Dragon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the numbers <clears throat> for this, we had a budget, just $1.5 <laughs> Um, But, I mean, they didn't have many. They had, like, one main set, so I guess... Um, Box office fifty million, so the profit forty eight point five. That's one hundred thirty point five today. Critics, forty six percent. Fans, seventy four percent. 
I mean, this movie was a bit, real big hit. I mean, they they took a chance on Van Damme, and you know he was a pretty pretty much an unknown back then when this movie came out. And they didn't throw much behind it. They didn't throw much behind it budget wise. And that honestly, that was the case for his first couple movies. They didn't really throw much budget behind them. But they were they were all big hits though. I mean, you look at like the budget and what they churned out with profit. Everything that he touched for a while there was making good profit. Yeah, his big I guess breakout role was uh, No Retreat, No Surrender, which was terrible. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it, but he actually plays a villain in that. Um, that, that's when he uh, is, Chuck, is Chuck Norris that one, or am I thinking of something else? No, it's a weird movie. It's he plays like a, a guy from the Soviet Union. But, oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's like a kid who he moves to Seattle, which I guess is where Bruce Lee's buried, and he has like visions of the ghost of Bruce Lee visiting him. It's really kind of creepy, but uh, <laughs> not creepy as in scary, but like this dude is mentally disturbed. But yeah, Bloodsport is kind of when he took off after that. I mean, because then he was in uh, Cyborg, Kickboxer, Lionheart, Double Impact, Universal Ooh, I love, Soldier. I love Double Impact. That's a good, cheesy, <laughs> guilty pleasure Van Damme right there. Yeah, the two Van Dams. That's, I mean, that's a that's an episode we could do in the future, possibly. <laughs> that's a fun one. I still need to see JCVD. <sighs> I've heard that's pretty good, like an actual yeah. good movie. I've rented it once, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. I hate when that yeah, happens. Yeah, I've never seen it either. Yeah, that's a rare... I rent it, couldn't squeeze it in. Do you like him in The Expendables too? Have you seen that? I do, because it's so bad it's good. I mean, he plays a villain literally named Villain, so... Yeah, sure. I, dude, I, I think he's the best villain in those movies also, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I like. He, I don't know. I like. I like that franchise. No, I do too. Uh, it's because it knows what it is. Yeah. Like, that's the main thing. It's you know. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, you can't like the Fast and Furious movies and then not like something like that. I mean, that's the same cloth, you know. <laughs> and I do like the Fast and Furious. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I guess that's everything. Uh, cast. Not a ton of people to go over, but uh, <laughs> uh, we got Bolo Young, Young as Chong Lee with uh, pecs down to his waist. Yep. Most impressive was... uh, pecs you'll ever see in a movie. <laughs> He's definitely one of the most memorable bad guys in the eighties, in my opinion. Yeah, he has like three lines, and uh, that's all you need. I mean, just the way they, it's just very, it's very minimal, very minimalist, the way they shot the movie and the way they scored it with the music. It's like all the fighting scenes of Van Damme, his music differed very, it was very different from, uh, from Chong Lee's music. And Chong Lee's music was just so menacing and just everything about him, it just sounded very evil and just dominating, you know? Like he didn't even need to do much, you know. He, his moves, movements were very slow and calculated, but it was just all very intimidating. It's like it was almost scary, like watching him fight people, you know. Especially when you were young, like it was intimidating. They they very, they got him across the screen as a very badass, you know, dominant, evil bad guy. 
Yeah, he had great facials. I love that he was always working the crowd. <laughs> you know what he kind of reminds me of, uh, to compare it to wrestling, was very early Undertaker. Like 1990 Undertaker. Just how there was nothing there. It was, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it was kind of, it's kind of like that. Like, I don't know. That, that's the best way I can, I can describe it. Like, there's not very many movie villains, like, especially action wise, that are comparable to him. Well, I liked him because he wasn't, I'm trying to think of other movies where it's like, like Kickboxer, for instance. I feel like the main villain there was like this big dude. Um, Speaking of that, you know, he's in this, he's in Bloodsport also. Oh, was he? Yes, he's the guy that gets his leg broken by Chong Lu. <laughs> uh, that's Tong. Feel... That's Tong Po. That's the same guy. Wasn't he a lot bigger? Or maybe I'm I, thinking I think, of someone else. I, I think no, no, no. Just... Lionheart. That's the movie I'm thinking of. Oh yeah, Lionheart. That that guy definitely is bigger. Yeah, Lionheart. Yeah. That was it. Tong Po definitely. I think he is. He is uh, portrayed a little bit bigger. Like he's the way they shoot him. Like he's you know he seems a little bit bigger in that movie. He seems more like a normal guy in Bloodsport, though, because, you know, they're not trying to make him look like a badass. He's just another one of the fighters. So, yeah, uh, Chong Lee definitely takes down Tong Po. So Bloodsport's hmm. greater than Kickboxer. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, let's see, shout out Forrest Whitaker in an early role. <laughs> yeah, I think this was a couple of years after Platoon. Huh. And uh, a couple of years after... Uh, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, yeah. But he was still pretty young. Color, He did, like, Color Money, some other films before this. But, yeah, he was still pretty young looking. Another shout-out. I always liked this guy as a kid. And uh, I looked him up. He's pretty active still on Instagram. Is Paolo Tocha as Paco, who I thought yes. was, like, a great setup man. Have you... I, I always think of... I, I mean, obviously, you can't not think of Bloodsport. But have you seen him in the movie Stone Cold? Have you seen that movie? I have not. Oh, Ed, I'm telling you, <clears throat> I will not say it's a good movie. You might think it's like a guilty pleasure good movie, but I'm telling you, that's definitely right up your alley for this format of movies. Um, it stars Brian Bosworth as an undercover cop. You might like it. And he's in it, though, and I definitely think of him in that movie, but I, I mean, first and foremost, think of him in this movie. Well, but, you had me at Brian Bosworth, so I'll I'm telling yeah, up. I'm telling you, uh, you'll like it. It's got Lance Hendrickson, and he's like a leader of like a like a supremacist uh, like biker gang type deal, and Brian Bosworth has to like bring them down. You'll probably like it, man. Honestly, might even be on YouTube or something. That's no, even better. But uh, yeah, Second I like Stone Cold Brian Bosworth. I bet you'll find it. Yeah, I liked Paco just because he doesn't speak in the movie, but like, yeah, he, he you see him throughout the montages, and he he's got a different look. He's not just you know generic, you know Chinese guy, because mm -hmm. there's there's certain people that stand out. And, he definitely uh, does. Yeah, he's sure. he uh, he's he fights like a bit of a villain, and so he's uh, actually a real fighter, I believe. He is, yeah. But yeah, he's still active. He's you know he's on social media. He goes to martial arts tournaments still. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Leah Ayers as Janice Kent. With their romance with uh, Frank Dukes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 
she's all right. I don't know. She's not my favorite part of the movie. It's like okay, I'm I'm glad Frank got to you know, Frank kind of got to got to handle that and go about his business. I loved that. Uh, like in one scene. Like she sees a man get murdered, and then the very next scene, she's just like cheering it on and like, oh, I, I go know. Frank. Uh, yeah, it's trying to bring a story of the Kumite to the to the U.S. And, yeah. Uh, next guy, I don't know if you've seen a current photo of him, but you should look him up. Donald Gibb is Ray Jackson. <laughs> oh man, the way I he bet... looks now is uh, he looks like. He looks like a old biker who hangs out at bars in Central Florida. <laughs> but yo, Frankie. I mean, <laughs> hey, babe, want to be with a real big man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was uh, incredible as just this big clubbering fighter, <laughs> <laughs> but also like the best friend. So. Yeah, I like their little bromance they had going on. Oh, it was, it was the best. It was, it was it was nice. It wasn't it wasn't Dalton and Wade, but I mean it's probably this it's probably one of the better ones we get in the eighties. I mean, you got maybe I don't know. It's probably I would say it's probably like top five for these type of movies in the eighties. One of the top five ones. There's some other good ones I don't want to discredit because you got like Rocky and Apollo. You got like. Uh, I don't know. You can go to Predator for a couple of them, probably. You know what I mean? There's there's a few there. But this is up there for sure. Yeah, no, he... Uh, yeah, I... I he has uh, quite a few of the quotes that we'll be doing later on. And <laughs> just his... Um, his fighting style just always cracked me up, where he's able to withstand a lot of punishment... But his punish his punches are so powerful that that's all he takes just one to the face, and he wins all of his fights that way. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of bludgeons his opponents. Mm-hmm. Brute force. And then of course Jean Claude Van Damme as Frank Dukes. I will say the Pierre Ruffini as young Frank, one of the worst actors I've ever seen on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just terrible. Oh, man. I did love the Giants-Giants, uh, combo. Yeah, that always, it's like, what the hell is that about? Like, who, who was the wardrobe person that put that together? Uh, it always make whenever I see that scene, I mean, this is somewhat new, but it's like, it's, uh, it's like a prank call into the Mike Francesa show who gets, like, a lot of them because he's a weirdo guy. Where the guy was like, "Hey, hey, Frank, uh, you think when the when the San Francisco Giants come into town to play the Mets, he's like, uh huh. He's like, you think they get together with the New York Giants? He's and and Frank is just absolutely confused. Like, what what are you talking about? It's like, you know, just get together because they're the Giants. And Frank's just outraged by this question. Like, or Mike Francesa. Uh, Mike's just outraged by this question. Like, thinks this guy's an idiot. It's like you're clearly being trolled, but." Uh, it always makes me think of this when the guy's like, you think that you get together because of the Giants? Like, they just have a Giants party? <laughs> Which now I hope they do. But, yeah, shout oh, out to man. Pierre Ruffini, uh, unlisted on Wikipedia. Can't imagine he got much work after this. Yeah, it's probably a one-and-done situation. I wasn't going to steal the sword. Ah. 
But, on the other hand, Jean-Claude Van Damme, even though he's American, clearly has a European accent. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like Dutch and Predator. You know? Yeah, a little bit. It's kind of like the same situation. It's like he's a, a weapon for the government, but he's clearly not from here. Well, yeah, the U.S. wants, wants Frank bad. Uh, yeah, they value him. He's a, he's a commodity to the United States mm-hmm. government. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you're getting Jean-Claude Van Damme for the fight scenes and the muscles from Brussels. He delivers big yeah. time. They're all great. The facials are great. He's very unique, too, because he's very graceful with his martial arts compared to everybody else back then. Yeah, I mean, that was... Wasn't it uh, Janice's date that bet a lot of money on Frank? Yeah, there's Dukes. Frank Dukes, my man. Yeah, I love the scene when... Uh, I liked that guy. I don't know his name, but he only has a couple little scenes, but he kind of he's kind of memorable. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy. Yeah, I liked when he... He buys off the judges to give him more time, and then Frank shows up, he immediately pulls the money back. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? You don't need the money. He's here now. Yeah. Give my money back. All right, let's jump into the plot a little bit. Um, I mean, starts off, you got, uh, well, you first everybody, you see everybody training for the, uh, the Kumite, um, Yep. I gotta see who was. I don't see his name, but uh, you, you you see like the montage. I think uh, you know Chong Lee was in there. Um, the sumo. Um, Chong Lee, are we have we established he's from Korea? One of the Koreas. See, I wondered that because his his trainer clearly has a South Korea shirt. Yeah, so I'm I'm assuming it's got to be that then. I suppose, but like Bolo but never... Young is from Hong Kong, so yeah. So maybe he just has a Korean trainer. It could be, could be. I don't know. I always thought it was weird too. Yeah. Um, and they definitely all cheered for him there. You know, it's like he's an asshole, but he's like the local favorite, so it kind of makes you think he's from like Hong Kong. Yeah. And then you got, uh, like I said, the sumo. There was Paco. Oh, E Honda. Yeah. There's the the character <laughs> that really didn't age well. Uh, Kofi I, Kingston. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. They don't give him a name, but I mean, I looked it up. But it's like there really is like a monkey style fighting. Shout out Dale Gribble. But like, <laughs> um, yeah, R.I.P. to a real one for the sure. The fact that they gave it to like. Like, oh, let's have this black guy do monkey style and chop coconuts. It's like, jeez. What do they call that style? I think it's just... I mean, it has a name, It's but, like, the the nickname is monkey style. So it's like it's a real thing, but... uh, Yeah, I assumed it was real, but ah, there's, like, an actual name for that. Even as a kid, I was like, huh, something doesn't feel right about that one. (laughs) Yeah, it seemed like they took a little bit too far. Yeah. But he's like a nowadays, character, I don't think that's getting me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you definitely remember him, good or bad. Good or bad, you remember that character. Yeah. Um, and then there was, uh, I think they show the guy. I think it was Frank's second opponent. They show training because his first one is Hussein, who's a Asian Arab, which is you know hilarious. Uh, Muhammad Hassan. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but, 
Yeah, first you get like a flashback of Hal Frank, who's a U.S. Army captain. Uh-huh. He's, uh, he and his friends break into the Tanaka's house to steal a sword, and he gets apprehended, and uh, Tanaka's like, well, I'll train you now. And they train him. Like, I think it started as he, he as part of his punishment for like not getting any authorities involved. He was like, you're going to help train my son. Is yeah. how it started, and then it kind of morphed into, "I'll train you now." Like, um, well, yeah, his son it, dies. Yeah, I guess maybe in the Kumite. Who knows? That's but, kind of yeah. That's kind of what I think happened. I too. think that's that's implied. Yeah, because his son died young. Yeah, because they they're like the same age. He wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, he like cuts the brim off of his giant's hat. San Francisco Giants hat, and uh, he's like, "Oh, you didn't flinch. Maybe you, there is something to you." So, um, so you know, he gets the uh, the training. He's getting the torture rack of uh, <clears throat> like being roped up and doing the splits and everything. That always hurts. Uh, oh man, I used to be able to drop down and do the splits like nothing. Like it was nothing when I was young like that too. I used to be so flexible. I this hurts to, now watching it. <laughs> I can't. I could never do it full on, but I could get pretty close to the bottom. Yeah, man. I used to be so flexible. I did too. I mean, I did some martial arts back in the day, but never you know, like this. <laughs> you know, this. Everybody thinks of the kumite and the fighting, but I honestly think you know, you take away the the annoying, you know, bad actor as of Van Damme as a kid. I think the flashback training stuff's pretty underrated in this movie with the, with the trainer. Yeah, and he he's gone after a while. Like they switch it up to Van Damme. And he's setting the yeah. table blindfolded. Yeah, I like all that stuff. He catches uh, Tanaka's fist as he tries to punch him. He goes, "You are not a Tanaka. You are not Japanese. <laughs> are you? What does he say? I think he says you're not Japanese. You're not a Tanaka. That's what he mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. No, he's he he, <laughs> he comes accepted." Yeah. So then it's he's pretty, it's a pretty cool little story. Yeah, and then he's invited to the Kumite, which is it's like a martial arts tournament. I think Hong Kong no, it's illegal because obviously you can't have people fight to the death. It's illegal, but like Hong Kong knows about it, but they don't do anything about it. Type of thing. So like, basically, it's run by like you know mobs and stuff, probably underground world. Yeah, well, they do tons of betting. So. Yeah. But, like, yeah, the government agents are like, look, we know this is a thing. And uh-huh. they're like, uh, we don't know what you're talking about. And, um, so, brings yeah. in big income. They turn a blind eye to it. Yeah, so so Frank, you know, he's he's on he goes AWOL. And he keeps telling these army guys, like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll meet you at the airport. And they're like, nope, that's not good enough. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, they keep trying to track him down, and when he's there, this is where he befriends Ray Jackson. They get in, they become friends over trying to like, I don't know. Started over a video game. Yeah, started over the video game. Uh, what was the game? Kung Fu or Karate? I think it's just yeah, called some, Karate. I think so. I think it's just a Karate video game. Red versus White. Yeah. And then they meet Mr. Lin, who's like their, chaper- their chaperone. <laughs> You, hey, look Jackson, like a, you look like a Jackson. Oh, Frank Dukes. Like, put up your Dukes. 
I love that. That guy deserves a shout out. Uh, And when when he gets to the tournament, he's like, we don't think you're a Tanaka. And he's like, perform the dim mock. Which, uh, (laughs) it's like stacking a bunch of bricks and breaking the bottom one. (laughs) Jackson's like, what the hell's a dim mock? (laughs) Which I love Jackson's reaction when he does it. He's like, whoa! He's like, yeah! (laughs) He's like the common everyman, just sitting there drinking a beer, like, whoa! Like, and I love, oh, yeah, <laughs> I love when Jackson has to break the bricks. He just smashes one over his head and he hands it to the judges like, that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, he, he, you know, he gets invited. But, of, of course, we had the uh, the pre-fight with uh, Hussein where they're, like, gambling over, like, a girl. Where it's like, whoever wins gets to sleep with her. <laughs> <laughs> But I always thought this was cool, where he's like, he puts a coin in his hand, he's like, because there's no fighting outside the Kumite, it's against the rules, so they, they yep. do this game where he's like, puts a coin in his hand, and he's like, if I can grab the coin before you <laughs> close your hand, you get the girl, but if I grab it, then she's mine. So they're just openly bartering over this female, and she's like, hey, I'm right here. And, um, he does it. People wouldn't like that now. No. And then Hussein, I love, he's like, yeah, you lose, American. And then he opens his hand. It's a different coin. <laughs> yeah, that look on his face is just great. Just impossibly fast. I don't know mm-hmm. how you'd even pull that off. but Only somebody with the amazing speed like Frank Dukes can do something like that. Yeah, he's like, look like she's coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also noted that they put the Kumite in the most like impossible to f- spot in the city to find. Yeah. um, I mean, Hong Kong is big enough, but you have to go down an alley and walk for like three hours down this alley until you find it. It's like beer fest. It's like finding beer fest. So, you know, they get their, uh, Frank, uh, Ray Jackson's in the second fight and it's against some Euro trash and he just clubs him in the face and wins. Oh, uh, yeah. Just some yeah. random jobber. Yeah, it's like he, Psycho Sid beating up a jobber. Yeah, and he calls out Chong Lee. He's like, I want you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's Chong a... Lee's facials. He's just, like, insulted and then laughs at him. <laughs> Pretty much. He's like, you, he's like, you don't want this smoke. You don't, Sit down, big boy. You don't want this. So Frank faces Hussein in the first uh, match, knocks him out with a... It really just he fakes him out with, like, a hand wave. <laughs> It was like a phantom. Yeah. Like a yeah, phantom yeah. punch or something. Yeah. Now, we had this discussion about uh, how much money would it take for you to take a dive <clears throat> to um, to Elon. I mean, it gradually, it's like, how much would it take for you to take a dive to Elon or Zuckerberg or even Joe Biden? And I don't know if there's enough money that I could take to take a dive if someone knocks me out with this phantom punch. <laughs> Where it's like, <laughs> I'm so scared that I'll be hit that I just pass out. That one, I don't yeah. know. That might be a bridge too far. But and I, was, and I also said that I don't think I could even contemplate uh, taking a dive versus somebody crazy like Chong Li either. <laughs> well, no. Chong Li would, uh, I mean, <laughs> if you try yeah. to bash at the Beach 2000 and Chong Li, he would yeah. just like plant your heel or his heel right in like your abdomen abdomen or what is the uh, solar plexus right where your rib cage ends at the bottom yeah yeah he'd kill you 
I repeat, a real one. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get the montage, which is um, that's to uh, Stan Bush, uh, the Kumite song. Excellent, excellent song. I mean, that's such a catchy tune, right? Even all these years later, it's still in your head. Oh yeah, I mean, look, Stan Bush, he did this, he did Transformers, he he did a lot of my childhood movies. So well, I guess just two, but. Still two, uh, two big ones. So, yeah. And we get the uh, the standout fighters in this, as I mentioned, the monkey style guy. Paco. Mm-hmm. Paco's there. Sumo. Ihonda. Yeah, Ihonda. I don't know his name. I just called him Ihonda. And of course, Chongli. You know. Um, we get Frank Dukes later on. He's chased by the army guys all throughout the city, which. Uh, <laughs> There's a YouTube video of that to the Mentos commercial. It's very funny. Ah, that is good. I like that scene, by the way. I've always liked that scene. Yeah, he just toys with him the whole time, these two bumbling idiots, and he's just always yeah. in in front. <laughs> I like when uh, Jackson like buys them some time, and they pull out the they pull out the uh, the bolts about to shock him. He's like, "You didn't force Whitaker's like you just sit there, just sit still." <laughs> Yeah, of course. Ray's not, gonna, after him. Ray's not going to listen to that. Yeah. Good old Ray. And this is the next day, day two. Chong Lee breaks this dude's leg where the bone pops out. <laughs> that always grossed me out as a kid. Well, Tong Po. Mm-hmm. Now that you know that's Tong Po, you'll never un- you'll never unsee that. <laughs> no, probably not. Um. I loved this, where this Frank's about to fight this guy. He does, like, a throat slash before the fight. Oh, yeah. And Frank just spin kick, done. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah, that dude was done in a couple seconds. It was quick. Oh, uh, great. Um, that must have been the one that they claim was the record for fastest knockout or whatever. Yeah, well, the first <laughs> fight, he broke the record, and... Oh, that's the one where they claim was the record, then. Yeah, but this one seemed faster. Yeah, because I think they said the record was like three seconds or something. Yeah, which and the first fight was not three seconds. It yeah, was longer. <laughs> it seemed like it seemed like yeah, you're right because they flash up the record or whatever on that one, and then the other one with the guy at the third slash is the one that actually seemed like it would have been the record. Yeah. Well, the sumo beats monkey style with like a bear hug and breaks his back. Yeah, that was pretty vicious. Uh, Frank has a match with the sumo and beats him with a low blow. So, <laughs> uh, you know, look, anything goes in the kumite, so what can you say? Yeah, yeah. That, that dude needed to get taken down a peg, so you got to do what you got to do. Anything goes. The sumo absorbed a lot of damage, but it just didn't hurt him. He That, that big boy was going to keep coming, too. Yeah, it was his toughest fight so far. No one else had given Frank a challenge until Honestly, then. yeah, other than Chong Li, that was his toughest fight. Yeah, and then people start to cheer Frank after he beats the sumo more than Chong Li, and Chong Li's not happy about that. Nope, because he was the, the the local favorite, the you know the champion hero and then before I loved, Frank. I loved this when they, they do the, the scoreboard. It's so old. Like They, <laughs> they put these cards in. They like, and then they, the, like, they take the cards out and then they flip them in, and it's like Ray Jackson, Chong Lee. He's like, well, time to separate the men from the boys. And yeah. 
Ray gets the early advantage. She like punches him, and Ray's like, "Hey, no one survives my clubs to the face." And Chong Lee just like checks. And he's like, his lips busted, but he just shakes his head like, "No, I'm not done." <laughs> and it's like uh, fan like fan outs with a drop of blood. Yeah. Well, no one else had survived uh, Ray's punch to the face, so... I always thought that was so stupid, though. I was like, why are you celebrating, Ray? It's like, come yeah. on, look at your opponent. He could have won. Yeah, it's like, keep attacking. What are you doing? It's like in a horror movie, it's like, you have the killer down. Why are you running? It's like, finish them off. Yeah, even Frank's like, turn around, it's not over. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, Chung Lee wins. Uh, he curb stomps him, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Fractures his skull. Messed him up pretty bad. Yeah. Um, then we get, uh, I guess that was the semifinals, and the other semifinal, Duke versus Paco, which is a great fight. No, no, that wasn't the semifinals. That was, like, the before the semifinals. Because the, sem- the actual semifinal one for Chong Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he killed the dude. Yeah, he breaks the guy's neck, yeah. the other guy. So they that all, was that was like stands. the day before or whatever. Yeah, they stopped cheering Chong Lee, and he's not happy about that. That's when he went full villain mode, like this, completely flipped the switch. Yeah. Now Duke's versus Paco. That was the semifinals. Yep. Because yep. that was a great fight, and I love that they had to fight multiple times in a day, like the old school UFC pay per views. Yep. Way back then. <laughs> Honestly, that's I liked UFC more back then. Like that's when I watched and cared more. I did too. And then regulations got involved. Like I don't know. I think I stopped caring probably like early to mid two thousands when I stopped giving a crap about UFC. Yeah, I, I got it back into it a little bit with the Ultimate Fighter, and then <clears throat> kind of gradually faded away. But. This Paco match, though, I did like that uh, Van Damme. It was like the one fight where he like really changed his style and adapted it. Because Paco fought dirty, and he was doing the you know straight-up Muay Thai and the leg kicks. And then Van Damme was just matching him, straight-up kick for kick. And like, come on, again. you know. Yeah, they were doing like a wrestling when the guys just chop each other and yeah. cheers. They were just exchanging kicks. But it's like once Van Damme got the upper hand, it was over quick after that. It's like then you just blew him away at this kicks. Oh, yeah. You're not going to take out Van Damme with kicks. Nope. Now, Van Damme versus Dalton. Ooh. That would have been good. I think I think Van Damme would have to win that one. I think so. I think he had more power behind his kicks. Yeah. But, you know, Dalton, was, you know, Dalton still would have got some licks in. <laughs> pain don't hurt besides that, you know. Pain don't hurt. Well, before the main event... We get another scene where the army guys are like, you're coming with us, Frank. <laughs> and Caleb, Caleb Giff, you sure about that? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uses like a trash can lid to de- deflect their tasers. And <laughs> eventually they're just like, ah, hell with it. Let's just go watch him fight. <laughs> I know. I like how they're just cheering for him at ringside. Like they're old buddies. I like how the old girl... The reporter is just a complete 180, and she's just so happy and thrilled and cheering in the moment. It's like you were just ridiculing him and saying how horrible this is. Yeah, she even went to the Hong Kong government. It's like, I want to cancel the Kumite. Yeah, and it's like, what happened? It's like, it's like a you... friend of mine got hurt. Another <laughs> friend might die. And It's, I don't know, it's funny. They just were like, eh, women, go away. 
Who's your friend? <laughs> Frank Dukes. Yeah, and that's ah. when the army guys are like, oh, where is this Kumite? Take us there. You know where it's at. Um, so, they prepare the ring, they change it up, make a little ramp type of deal. And uh, Chong Lee gets this powder that I don't know how anyone missed that he threw into Frank's eyes. <laughs> like, oh, I did like, by the way, how Chong Lee, uh, for the final against Frank, he made sure to wear the Harley Davidson bandana and change up his look just for Frank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a shorts. prick. Put on shorts. His, and he dropped his great line on him that I'm sure you're saving for later. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> this is not a quotable movie, but there are ten, but... Oh, yeah. And, yeah, they have the fight. Frank's winning. Chong Lee throws the powder in his eye. But, as we all saw, Frank can fight blindfold, even though it's like he could still kind of see everything was just kind of blurry. But Frank's, like, throwing punches at nobody, so. (laughs) Yep. Um, But, yeah, eventually he wins and made him say Mate. Mate. Like, tapping out. Yeah, made my kids say that the other day. I was proud. That's good. Yep. <sighs> Mess with the bull, you get the horns. <laughs> and then uh, Frank meets the uh, army guys at the plane. He's like, oh, come on, you guys are always late. And they thought he wasn't going to show you he was already on the plane. And then we get the, the thing where it's like, oh, Frank to this day is undefeated and has the record for fastest knockout and kick and punch. And... So I did some digging. Here we go. And, you know, when you watch it as a kid, you, you see that on the screen. You're like, oh, man, Frank Dukes was such a badass. I know, man. I thought he was the shit. Yeah. And then you're like, you know, the only, I mean, when this came out, there was no internet. And then right. my first internet in, like, 95 was, like, AOL. So, <laughs> like. You're, like, looking at Sonny and, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no www. You know, com. You had to, you loaded up AOL. There was, like, a bunch of tiles to click on. It's, like, you know, sports, travel, finance, cars, oh, whatever, games. And then you click on, like, let's say you click on sports. And it's, like, what sport? NFL, NMLB, whatever. And that's how you navigated the Internet back in the day, kids. So there was no, like, digging to see, like, what's going on with this. Yeah, you weren't took going, it you at weren't face going. value. He weren't going down Frank Duke's rabbit holes for three hours. No. <laughs> and then later on, you're kind of here like, oh, you know, Frank Dukes, he 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 never really did this. It's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm <laughs> sure they embellished a little bit in the movie. <laughs> it's like that Dumb and Dumber quote. It's like, dude, that Frank Dukes is full of shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, like, you gradually hear things. You're like, oh, that's not true. That's not true. And then... Yeah, it's like, as a kid, it's like, I assumed... Uh, sure. I'm sure some of it was made up, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, <clears throat> and then later on, you just hear that, like, no, his entire life is a lie. <laughs> doesn't keep me from liking the movie, because it's still a great story. It's just none I, of it You just have true. to adjust how you look at it. You can't look at it as any of that being true or based on shit. You just have to look at it as this guy made up a great story. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, it's like... That's we awesome. love great stories on the screen, so why can't I just enjoy this great story that I like to watch? <laughs> yeah, it's not true, but okay. So, in addition to the ten quotes, I came up with a list of the my ten favorite Frank Duke lies. 
home and this is great. Oh, wow. I'm almost looking forward to this more than, so, <laughs> more than number, the quotes. Number 10, we're just going to kick it off. Oh, wow. The 329-0. and 0. Oh, man. So, first off, like every expert who's waiting is like, there's, there's no chance you can accumulate that many wins and never take a loss. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, at one point, Frank was like, oh, no, I was 329-1 to make it sound more real. <laughs> And then eventually he just changed the story. Like, no, no, no that was not true. Uh, I'm three and twenty-nine know. Like, he regretted giving himself a loss. <laughs> um, oh my god. This one, number nine. I'd be okay if the rest were fake. This was the one that actually hurt me. Was number <laughs> nine. So it's a two-parter. Number one, Master Tanaka may have not existed. Which, okay, fine. The second part. This one killed me. The Kumite did not exist. <laughs> yeah, you really got to think logically about it. Like, how could something that big be a, a big secret worldwide? That's you pretty know? much it. What people have said. It's like you, without internet, there's no way you could have this underground fight tournament be as popular as it was with also being off the radar of the government. <laughs> now, speaking of that, <clears throat> have you seen a similar movie to this? Uh, the concept, the the quest also starring Van Damme. Yeah, it's been a while though. Nowhere near as good as Bloodsport, but I was just wondering if you'd seen it. <clears throat> yeah, but man, the Kumite not being real, that bummed me out. Yeah, a lot, a lot of this shit bummed me out learning that it was bogus i mean like well for the other thing was like apparently the 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 company or the martial arts school that they said put this on did exist but they don't exist anymore so it's not like you can ask anybody (laughs) um but yeah i mean like i remember it was only a few months ago before i did the deep dive because i just assumed the kumite did exist i'm like i know frank deuce is a liar but the kumite existed surely and I remember, like, you know, when you have a, you know, an Asian girlfriend, you plan trips. I'm like, yeah, I would go to Hong Kong. I'm like looking up like martial arts tournaments to go to. Like, Man, this, and then like, I'm like, these are all like the ones here. They're all wearing pads. Like, at least give me the days of UFC one and two and three. Like, that's what I'm expecting. You want to see like, see no. Grace? You want to see Gracie and Shamrock? Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 all like regulated and everything. I'm like, man. What happened to the days of the Kumite? And then I look and it's like, no, there never was a Kumite. <laughs> Dukes is like, you sure about that, pal? Yeah. Uh, the other, uh, oh. number eight, Frank Duke said he had worked as a covert CIA operative. Mm. Um, adding yeah. to that, number seven, Duke states uh, CIA director William J. Casey arranged to meet him in a urinal and recruited him to work covert missions, including destroying a fuel depot in Nicaragua and a chemical weapons plant in Iraq. <laughs> I mean, sounds good to me. Sure. Yeah. Um, this is great. Number six, the Kumite trophy, which he did have a trophy that he showed people in the U S it was bought at a LA trophy store. And the, <laughs> The trophy shop admitted to making it. So uh, they made it for Mr. F. Dukes. <laughs> I love it. Oh, oh, oh God, uh, he's like that school recently, the football school that was the frauds on. 
on oh, ESPN yeah. or whatever. Bishop just, Sycamore. Yeah. I think there's like a Netflix documentary coming out, like how that even happened. Oh, my God. That's basically what Frank Dukes did 40 years ago, 50 years ago. I oh won't say God. his name because uh, when I asked him about it, he went on to DMs. But I know a guy who worked, I'll just say he worked that game. Uh, I won't say <laughs> he did, but he said when he was watching it, He's like, what the hell? Like, this team's not. Like, this is barely a team. Like, how is this happening? Like, like, and, like everybody looking at him that they weren't competitive. Yeah, he's like, something's going on. Like, this was supposed to be like a high-powered Columbus. It was like a high school or a junior college, but it's like supposed to be a really good junior college. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is something's not right here. And yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for that. I hope they interviewed him, but probably didn't. Um, number five. Now, if you're wondering, like, what does Duke say to when people say, hey, all these people have said you're a liar. What do you say to that, Frank? Well, here's number five. Duke states his military record was sabotaged to discredit him, which it's like the military disavowed. So. So he's just saying, you know, take my word. Don't believe these guys. They're lying to you. Don't believe the military. They'll don't like, no, you I'm, believe anything. I'm telling the truth. They don't like that I'm telling the truth, so they're calling me a liar. Yeah. So. Okay, Jesse Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> this one cracked me up. Uh, the lie, not so much, but the, the discrediting of the lie. So Dukes claims he won the Medal of Honor. Okay, not a huge lie. And here's the discredit <laughs> when, they, when the, his military records were checked. It says, though Dukes did serve in the Marines, the only record of his service states he fell off a truck and never left San Diego, much less the U.S. Oh, my God. I just love that his highlight was falling off a truck. Maybe all this was a dream in his head. Yeah, He hit maybe. his head off that truck. <laughs> well, I mean, like, he, he got, I think, discharged from the military because they're like, he has severe, like, Schiz- delusions schiz- and shit yeah he's like he has yeah. psychosis and he just hey it turned out good for us yeah it's like he's not a guy that we should have because <laughs> he's very delusional uh, <sighs> number turned three is for us number three is a story this is great uh, i think this is kind of where maybe the one loss came from that then he just kind of like no no never mind um <laughs> He's like the guy taking the hundred dollar bill back. <laughs> yeah. So Dukes Dukes attended the second annual Draca Martial Arts Trade Show in Los Angeles in nineteen ninety three. While there he had a confrontation with kickboxing champion Zane Frazier. Dukes had previously hired Frazier to teach classes for him, though Frazier alleges that Dukes never paid him. A fight ensued and Zane Frazier proved victorious. Rory and Gracie and Art Davy witnessed the fight and afterwards, Art Davy offered Zane Frazier a position in the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Oh, it could have been. Uh, Frank Duke states that Frazier sucker-punched him with brass knuckles, <laughs> in contradiction to multiple sources, including MMA referee John McCarthy. Big John. Uh, yeah, who make no mention of this in their accounts of the fight. Dukes attempted to sue Frazier afterwards, but was unsuccessful. <laughs> I think a lot of these lies also come from his book, which I really want to read now. Oh, man. His books and interviews, so. But I love it. I mean, it's like, he's just so shameless. Like, if he's caught in a lie, he just lies again to get out of it. <laughs> so it kind of sounds like Hulk Hogan. Kind of, yeah. The last two, 
oh my gosh, these these story. So. These are there's there's the the top eight, and then there's these two. Number oh, two. Man. If you're wondering, like, because he was given a sword when he won in the Kumite, <clears throat> so people have asked Frank, "What'd you do with that sword? Where is it?" <laughs> Dukes claims he sold his prize sword to save orphans in the Philippines from pirates. <laughs> uh, it gets better. <laughs> Which I love that. I love him just boarding a ship and being like, "Let's make the chain. Let's make the exchange." And he's like, "You got the sword?" And he's like, "I have it." And then he looks over at the kids and he's like, ah. "He's." He's clutching the sword, and he's like, I don't want to. You don't know how hard I worked to get this. But Oh, my God. Now I, can't just just, imagining... I can't just leave these kids. <laughs> I'm just imagining the opening of the Expendables now with, with him bringing the sword from Bloodsport. Well, that was another thing. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme hated Frank Dukes. <laughs> Apparently, they got into fights all the time, and uh, um, oh. he almost like walked off the set. And I mean... John Claude would have kicked his ass. But, well, I know uh, he's the coordinator for a couple of those, like Lions, uh, Lionheart, and a couple other movies. I think. Yeah, I mean that—that's how Extendable uh, <laughs> should open. Like they need to just take a subtle jab at Frank Dukes and rescue a bunch of kids from Philippines pirates with a sword. And yeah, one that's in a kumite. And number one, oh, God, this is so yeah. good. This reminds me, I'm, I'm trying to think of a movie where this could remind me of, where it's like, it's kind of like, the only movie analogy I could think of was Terminator 2, where it's like, we're sending our best to face their best type of thing. Or or better, it's Game of Thrones. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Nope. No, well, they each had to choose like their champion, and then there was like the mountain they chose as the one champion, <clears throat> and then uh, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, um, I can't think of his name right now. Pa- uh, <clears throat> the dude um, from uh, Incredible Weight of Massive Talent, Pablo. Um, uh, Paolo. Pablo Pascal. Yes, yes, thank you. Yeah, he was the Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pe- yes, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. This was what it reminds me of. Like the, it's like the only man that could stop this man is this other man. So Dukes claims he was offered twenty five thousand dollars to assassinate Steven Seagal. <laughs> I don't know who, but I I love it. It's like, who could we actually send to, to take down Steven Seagal? Like he's Steven be- Seagal, and it's like. Only Frank Dukes can handle that. (laughs) The ultimate. Oh, Uh, Frank! Oh my God, he's only fighting with his legs, and Seagal's only fighting with his arms. Uh, Seagal, uh, isn't he like some weird crypto conspiracy theorist now? Yeah, probably. Runs a Ponzi (laughs) scheme or something. Probably so. I think he had his own crypto, which was like a Ponzi scheme or something. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past him. He was oh, another man. guy. He was big in the '90s, man. Under siege, yeah. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, so those are the lies of Frank Dukes. I, 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 I want him to be true, though. I wish it was oh, all true. Man. I wish everything about Frank Dukes was true. Sadly, sometimes it's too good to be true. I just, you know, what would be awesome, and you probably couldn't do this while he was alive. You'd have to wait for him to die. <laughs> but uh, like a movie 
of the life of Frank Dukes of what he imagined his life was. <laughs> we should just start writing that now. <laughs> yeah. We've come God. up with some some excellent movies. I mean, we have the whole Con Airverse, the prequels that you could be working on. I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, Ed, that would be a good movie. The movie about Frank Dukes coming up with Bloodsport or something, you know? Yeah, what well, was? Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. Shoot, there's a movie. Oh, it's the one with. Uh, it's got. Uh, uh, not Bruce Lee. Uh, Chuck Norris. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like he always imagines himself fighting with Chuck Norris. Well, um, oh, Sidekicks. Yeah, Sidekicks. I used to like that movie as a kid. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I did too. But you could have it like that, where it's like. Um, like Frank Dukes is just. You know, Jonathan he, Brandis. Yeah, he like he falls off an army truck on a base in San Diego, and then just daydreams that he's like, you know, in the 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 gym at the at the army base, like, <laughs> like man, Frank, you're you're the best fighter here. It's like, have you ever heard of the Kumite? It's like, oh yes, I have. You know, my 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 Shitoshi uh, Tanaka. <laughs> It's like, did you ever think about going? You're like, hmm, I don't know, maybe. And I don't know. I'm I'm not Japanese. I'm not a Tanaka. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like, <laughs> and then just like every time something weird happens to Frank, like he's yeah. in a psych evaluation. Like, are, are the are the it's Tanaka like clan here right now with us? <laughs> like, is, it, is the Tanaka clan in this room? And then he just yeah. closes his eyes, and then he opens them up, and he's like fighting Chong Li and saving kids from pirates, like. Oh man, that's a that's a great movie. Look, I mean, look, if I'm again, if I'm on the writer strike, you got to be getting like antsy to get back to writing. I mean, that's what you love to do, right? You love to write. You made a career out of it, and you're not <laughs> writing right now, aren't you? Like, you know, I mean, I I know for me, if I take a vacation, it goes a little too long. I start to like miss work a little bit, or at least miss the routine. Don't you miss writing? I mean, we're giving some great ideas. This is for free. I don't even want to credit. You can just, you know, the lies of Frank Dukes, the movie. Honestly, that's pretty good, though. Like, just, just, Frank, just the idea of seeing, like, Frank Dukes putting all those lies into motion, like, and then turning that into a movie. Just seeing that, like, come into motion would be, like, cool to see on screen. Yeah, he's... Let alone all the other shit. (laughs) I mean, he's he's 67. Um, he's actually born in Canada, so he's not even an American. Unlike, yeah. there's another lie. They call him an American in the movie. Uh, so, I mean, either Frank would have to admit everything he said is a lie in order for this movie to be made, because otherwise he's probably just going to sue you, and it's like you don't <clears> want to <throat> deal with that. Um, not that he would Honestly, have much. Of a he, ca- sh- he wouldn't have much of a case, I don't think. He should just embrace it at this point and just, you know, yeah. embrace it all being bullshit. He I could mean, probably look, turn a profit off of it if he did. Yeah. I mean, like, sell this idea and, look, I mean, um, Tommy Wiseau did. He, he recognized that the room sucked and it was so bad it's good. And then they made the, you know, the, the James Franco movie of it, Disaster Artist. So he parlayed it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They should do something like that with us. Yeah. 
Well, I still have ten quotes. This isn't the most quotable movie, but there are ten good ones. Yeah, I was thinking about that watching it last night when I rewatched. It. I was like, I'm like, there's quotes in here to be had, but it's, you know, you gotta you gotta really dig to make sure you get ten. <laughs> yeah. Well, number ten was from Chong Lee. Actually, nine and ten are. All right. Uh, ten is uh, after Frank does the dim sum. Dimak. Dimak, yeah. Dim sum. Dim sum is uh, food. That is food. Uh, so Chong Lee says, very good, but Brick not hit back. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, number nine. This is qu- another quick note about Chong Lee. I love the fact that he was always doing little things. Like, he'd always have, like, his fingers on his nose, like, blowing out snot and little mannerisms and stuff. Yeah, I love his, his pre-fight ritual was to clear his sinuses. <laughs> yeah, I love that he would do that. Uh, number nine, you break my record, now I break you like I break your friend. Yeah, I love that too. Number eight, just some random dude. He's like, okay, USA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, USA. Uh, number seven, I guess these are all the Chung Lee lines. Get him out of here, because there's only three. Or he's like, you are next. Yep. Uh, number nine, uh, six from Ray Jackson. He just he says to the ar- uh, the army guy, he says, stay out of this, pal. And Ray says, I ain't your pal, dickface. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dickface is a great insult. It needs to come back. I don't uh, think it ever even had a, I mean, dickhead. Never had a proper run. Yeah. Yeah. Number five is... Uh, Sully agrees. Yeah. Is uh, from Janice. He always does this at the end of the episode. So I always <laughs> think I'm going to have a clean episode, and then he has to fire up. Number five is... Uh, he, I guess you could say this is a Chong Lee line, but I'll, I'll go with Janice. Or he's... Uh, she says, he made him say mate. Yep. So that was good. Um, this is from... Uh, Mr. Lin says, Now remember, it's full contact. There are three ways to win. One, you knock your opponent out. Two, the other guy quits and shouts Mate. It's like saying uncle. Three, you throw the fucker right out of the right off the runway. <laughs> I always thought that was cool. That's how Ray won a couple of his fights. I should mention he just grabbed the guy and heaved him out. <laughs> yeah, I always thought it was cool you could just throw him out of there. Like, that's what I would be trying to do. Just use my momentum and, you know, angle him out, out of the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Number three, great quote from Ray Jackson. Real bromance moment. He's like, anytime, anywhere, if you need me, I'll be there. Yeah, I like, like that one too. They had a better romance than Frank and Janice, I thought. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Janice that was, was kind of one night. Janice was just a one night stand. I Definitely, think. she was just a booty call. That's yeah. all that was. You know, it's Frank being a good guy in a night training armor and getting rewarded for it. <laughs> yeah. And two, this is an exchange with Jack. This is in the beginning when I mentioned all the fighters they're showing. So Jackson's getting ready. He's punching a ba- heavy bag, and this guy's like, Jackson, you're going to Hong Kong? Jackson says, I love anything full contact. I need a few more scars on my face. And the other guy says, but I heard you can get killed in that kumite. And Frank Jackson says, only if you fuck up. <laughs> yep. Fact. Uh, maybe if uh, the other guy said it, 
Yeah, if the other guy would have said Matei right before Chong Lee broke his neck, he'd still be with us. Yeah. Uh, I'll save the number one quote for the end. First, we got to uh, rate this movie. Um, well, I think I'm still going to give it a 10, even though we've got, I mean, you <laughs> drink Dukes, all this bullshit aside. I mean, we could, we could keep going all day about Frank Dukes. <laughs> um, but as far as this movie on its own, like it's, I don't know. It's just, it's always going to be so much nostalgia for me from my childhood and for martial arts movies. There's been better, more competent martial arts movies, but this is still my number one all time martial arts movie for a lot of reasons. It's just what made me fall in love with that genre of movies. And I don't know. It's what made me fall in love with Van Damme. Put him on the, on the map. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it a 10. I, I debated dropping it down to a nine. I almost considered it, but I, I don't know. I've always loved it since I was a kid. I, I wouldn't feel right about not giving it a 10, so I'm sticking with it. Yeah, I, I did go nine. Uh, Van Damme child actor was so bad, but uh, <laughs> no, this, this is a, this is a great intro to martial arts movies. Uh, it's simple. It's easy to understand. You got characters. It is like a video game movie almost. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's easy. It's fun. It's a quick watch. Uh, you know, you, you could see that the, like, you, you could watch this and be surprised. There wasn't like a video game based on it. Like but, if they uh, ever did a punch out movie, they could kind of follow this formula. I feel like. Yeah. Like a Mike Tyson punch out. I think if they followed similar formula and treated Chung Lee like Mike Tyson, it could probably do well. Yeah, and it's it's got fun action and you know. Good I mean, fights. I I know for sure there's been countless martial arts movies that are way better, way better action. It's just there's just something about this movie that's always connected with me. I don't know. I've I've always enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and again, I have to mention we do great these movies on a curve. Yeah, like the for movies sure. For guys who like movies, I mean, it's uh, a ten. My ten is how much I enjoy the movie. It's not me thinking, oh, this is a phenomenal movie. Like, yes, yes, perfect movie. Like, I'm not giving these movies tens because I think they're perfect. Uh, no, my my, I would say my favorite martial arts movie probably Raid Two because the you know, <clears throat> you've seen that, but the kitchen fight scene, favorite okay. fight scene in any movie. Hmm. Uh, it's so awesome. But yeah, Raid Two is probably my favorite martial arts movie. It's just one long action scene, essentially. Uh, who's in the, Who's in that one? Oh, jeez, that one. Let me look. It's uh, I believe it's an Indonesia movie. Indonesia. Right. It's uh, Iko Uwas. Uwes. <laughs> yeah, 2014 Indonesian movie. But the uh, yeah, the the fight in the kitchen. He's up against, like, the number two villain, who's also a chef. And they go in the kitchen and have this big showdown. Favorite fight scene in any movie. Um, but, yeah, I recommend that one for sure. I mean, there's uh, been definitely been, a, been some good martial arts movies over the years. And, yeah, like I said, I know there's plenty that offer <laughs> better action and better story than this one, but... 
I don't know. This was always just my my first favorite, and it's hard to top it for me. Yeah, no, this was my this was probably one of my first. It's the one I prefer more than any of the other Van Damme movies. Um, yep. And I like you know several of his movies quite a bit, but yeah, this is this is the go to. This is the number one in my heart. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well, next week is the. I won't say final. Final of uh, season one of Movies for Guys Who Like Movies. We'll call it like the doing it regular weekly type deal. Because <laughs> like, we've been planning these out like, you know, weekly basis. But going forward, we're not going to be strictly doing it weekly. Yeah, we'll just say this is season one. And then when we have some free time, we'll do a season two. So. Yeah. But in preparation for football season... A little bit different than the other movies we've done, but also a movie that guys should watch. I was thinking uh, about this, by the way, because this movie definitely is a guy movie because it's it's not just a it's it's a fun movie and it's got quotes and just like fun scenes in it, you know. Well, unfortunately, you got to pay to watch it. Although I don't, I own it, but uh, it's on Prime for three ninety nine, Apple TV, Google three ninety nine. I got it on Voodoo. That's how I own it. I think I might even own it on DVD, or I used to, I don't know. I, I definitely yeah. own it on Voodoo. I do have it on Blu-ray, but uh, it is <coughs> Any Given Sunday, Oliver Hell yeah. Stone. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's my second favorite Oliver Stone movie, after Platoon. Yeah. yeah Prob- probably. Uh, I'm excited for that one. Hell yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since I've watched it, so I'm looking forward to seeing it again. And, I'm excited. Uh, you know, you got football starting up. It's a good one to end on for season season one of Movies for Guys Who Like Movies. Yeah. I'll get out of here on the number one quote of this, of this movie. This is also from Ray Jackson. It's always great when a movie uses uh, its own title in, a, in the movie. <clears throat> That's why they call it Bloodsport, kid.